You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. Okay, here is to This conference is being recorded. Okay. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Bible study. Uh, Bible study lecture outline on the Book of Ruth. We're going to do the Book of Ruth. We're studying the biblical history of Israel uh, so far. We have looked at Joshua. Uh, we've seen was the um, the Book of Conquest, and um, yes, Joshua's narrative is about winning the rest of the land of Canaan. Resumes the history of Israel at the point where Deuteronomy ends. The sequence of the book. Pentateuch books is Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then you have Joshua. So we studied that already in uh, as part of the biblical history of Israel. Then we went into the book of Judges. And we saw the t- deterioration of Israel and their failure to complete the conquest of Canaan. And they had um, the failure to complete it was because of a lot of um, personal idolatry and tribal idolatry and personal immorality and tribal immorality. We learned um, how in those days everybody was trying to do and live the way they wanted. And that led to constant failure in the history of Israel. So... um, Now we're looking at the Book of Ruth. We have an outline of the Book of Ruth and then it's quiz. So uh, that's where we're at today. And uh, we'll open up with prayer. Uh, Anne, you're welcome to pray in case we lose you at the end. If you'd like, you can pray now or pray at the end. And um, anybody else listening, you're welcome to pray. we're here relatively late, but uh, like I said, I'm taking these Bible study lessons, and I welcome to share them with anybody else that uh, has a thirst or yearning to learn the Bible better, particularly as a means to counteract um, demonic forces, um, as a means of uh, being a conqueror, a victor, in the kingdom of God and advancing the kingdom of God, particularly for targeted individuals and anybody else that may be going through um, um, a dark place because of uh, situations, which, you know, um, is part of the targeted individual program. And we have to have a countermeasure when you're dealing with a curse or evil, 
someone playing with your money, your income, your um, your life, your health, your family, your overall well-being. Um, you become experimental material, psychotronic weapons, electromagnetic weapons, V2K, in addition to setting you up to lose everything financially. That, that's a curse from the pit of hell. And that's a, a regional curse that they're putting out. And we come together to bind that demon spirit up in the name of Jesus, to rebuke it, expose it, and send it back to the pit of hell that it came from, because it does not belong on planet Earth in God's people. And we stand on the authority. The Bible tells us we have over demon forces. And in order to stand on that authority effectively, you need to understand the book of authority, which is the Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. So we give honor and praise to the Most High God for the privilege of prayer, for the opportunity to come together and honor his name and exalt God and learn more about his manifestations across planet Earth. And God, we thank you for the opportunity that we don't have to just randomly go through uh, situations on Earth. We have a book of guidance, a book of leadership and direction, and we thank you for it. And we ask you, God, to cover each and every one of us, the listeners, participants, downloaders, and don't let us repeat uh, the mistakes that were made in history uh, by people doing and living according to their own rules and regulations. So we ask you, God, to give us the grace and continued mercy so that we can live to be according to your will and live to be the men and women you created us to be. We thank you, God, for a humble spirit into wanting, to a teachable spirit, I should say, to wanting to learn and wanting to be godly conquerors and victors over demon forces. We come together, God, to rebuke every demon force, every regional demon planted across this earth to advance the kingdom of darkness. We plead the blood of Jesus on those demon forces that they be removed and sent back to the pit of hell they came from and that God's people rise up and use the knowledge in the Bible to never let those demons try to usurp authority, particularly over our governance structures. God, we give you praise and glory. We bind up every spirit associated with disabling our public protection offices. We bind up the spirit of legal identity theft, <clears throat> criminal debt collection, induced poverty, induced oppression, every demon force leading those programs, we bind them up in the name of Jesus. We send them back to the pit of hell. We call, so call those demons to be dead, dismantled, under the earth in the pit of hell where they came from. And we bind up every demon force that's planted, every demon that's planted in, in leadership. I'm praying. Every demon force in leadership positions allowing these satanic programs to excel. We bind those demons up in the name of Jesus. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, God, for the spirit that you have 
to help each and every targeted individual to do the work that you created them for, to advance the work of God on this earth, which means advancing good health, peace, compassion, love, prosperity, goodwill, and binding and rebuking every negative demon force, every spirit of lawlessness, every spirit of unconscionable contracting, every demon trying to control regions, we plead the blood of Jesus for the striking down of that demon in the name of Jesus, that those demons will come down. For people that are being assaulted by demonic attacks, we plead the blood of Jesus that that entity, that that attachment be sent to the pit of hell that it came from by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit, and that God will use that person that that demon tried to sabotage or attach itself to. We ask the Holy Spirit to replace, to take over, get rid of that demon in the name of Jesus. Whether that demon be V2K, tormentation, electronic torture, scientific obstructions, criminal human experimentation, we bind it up and we plead the blood of Jesus and we ask you, God, to send miraculous supernatural powers to those God-believing, God-loving people that they will come out and be able to say that God truly turned a curse into a blessing. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So we're looking at um, the biblical history of Israel. Anybody else want to pray? Thank you. In the midst of the snowstorm, I want to let everybody know we're doing some okay. The heat is good, thank God, and we're safe, and God's grace and mercy is with us. And we thank God for that. Okay, biblical history of Israel, outline, lecture, book of Ruth, and then we will go straight into a short quiz. So we, we said... The biblical history of Israel started out with uh, Joshua and it went to Judges, and now we have the book of Ruth. In the first chapter, the book of Ruth is what we're doing is uh, outline. And you have Naomi's adversity in chapter one, Naomi and Ruth. You have Naomi's decision to leave Moab. Then you have Ruth's steadfast love. Naomi and Ruth go to Bethlehem in chapter 1. And in chapter 2, Ruth meets Boaz in the harvest field. God's providence in Ruth's decision. 
God's provision through Ruth's decision is in chapter 2. And then Ruth shares with Naomi. Ruth and Boaz are at the threshing floor in chapter 3. Naomi's instruction about Boaz. Ruth's kinsman redeemer request to Boaz is chapter 3. Boaz's response to Ruth. Then in chapter 4, we find that Boaz marries Ruth. The kinsman redeemer agreement, marriage, and uh, a son uh, is in chapter 4. Naomi's fulfillment, the genealogy, and then we have a kinsman. We have the kinsman <clears throat> redeemer. The short story of Ruth is one of the beautiful love stories of the Bible. Boaz, a type of Christ, the redeemer, woos and marries Ruth, a type of Christ's church. The events took place in the days when the judges governed. In chapter 9, it was shown that the period of judges extending from 1375 to 1050 B.C., was mainly, wow, one of apostasy, rejection towards God, unrest, wars, and judgment. But there were temporary periods of deliverance and peace from the harassments of the enemies. The book of Ruth relates one of the stories of the brighter years, reminding us, among other things, that all was not black darkness during those years. The account of a godly family from Bethlehem reveals something of God's wonderful ways of sovereign grace and fulfilling his divine purposes through a believing remnant. The chief purpose of the book is to be found in the genealogical table at the end, Ruth 4.17. And to Obed was born Jesse, and to Jesse David, a man of God, comments. In the final word of the book, there's, is manifested the divine moment in history of the chosen people. Thus, the kingly line was ordered in the midst of infidelity through faithful souls. God was soon to allow Israel to have the kings, and so by way of preparation, the book of Ruth introduces the kingly line, Boaz and Ruth being the ancestors of King David, through whom came the Savior King. It was also written to preserve the admirable story from the time of the judges about a godly family whose faithfulness and hardship stood in sharp contrast to the general spiritual and moral decline in Israel at that time. The Christ in the book of Ruth, the concept of the kinsmen, Ruth 3.9, a close relative, is an important portrayal of the work of Christ. We can see truth about the kinsman redeemer in several scriptures. He must be related by blood to those he redeems. He must be able to pay the price of redemption, Ruth 2.1. He must be willing to redeem them, Ruth 3.11. He must be free himself. Christ was free from the curse of sin 
because he did not have Adam's bloodline in him. The Hebrew word goel, G-O-E-L, translated as redeemer. It is used 13 times in the book of Ruth. It presents a clear picture of the mediating work of Christ. The keys to the book of Ruth, the key word is kinsman, redeemer. The Hebrew word for kinsman appears 13 times in Ruth and basically means one who redeems by buying back the land of Naomi as well as marrying Ruth and fathering a son to keep the family line alive. Boaz acts as a redeemer. The three key verses are Ruth 1, verse 16, 3, and 11. The key chapter is Ruth chapter 4. In 22 short verses, Ruth moves from widowhood and poverty to marriage and wealth. In exercising the law regulating the redemption of property and the law concerning a brother's duty to raise up seed, children, in the name of the deceased, Boaz brings a Moabite woman into the family line of David and eventually of Jesus Christ. In studying the genealogy of Christ, we can see that Ruth, a Gentile woman, was King David's great-grandmother. By this example, we can also see that it was and is God's intention to include the Gentiles by covenant into the royal lineage. Lineage. A summary of Ruth, survey of Ruth. Ruth is the story of a virtuous woman who lives above the norm of her day. Although it was probably written during the time of David, the events take place during the time of the judges. This period in Israel's history was generally a desert of rebellion and immorality. But the story of Ruth stands in contrast as an oasis of integrity and righteousness. Ruth is best known for her loyalty and modesty. She demonstrated personal courage by her willingness to leave her homeland and go with Naomi to a strange land and a destiny that was that was unknown to her. Choosing to leave her home, the Jewish sages believe was a far greater act of faith than even Abraham displayed. Abraham went by the command of God. God told Abraham to go in Genesis 12.1, but Ruth left her home and joined her mother-in-law in a new country on her own volition. Love for her husband's memory and for her mother-in-law was the driving force that caused Ruth to leave her country and to go to Bethlehem with Naomi. Once there, Ruth took it upon herself to support both herself and Naomi. She worked, gleaning leftover grains from the fields to acquire food for Naomi and herself. She worked in the field with her husband's kindred. Ruth was a woman of great fortitude. Her actions are great lessons for us today. Her ministry was one of a kind heart and a fierce loyalty. She made a great impact on all those around her. Ruth's love is demonstrated to Naomi and to God in chapters 1 and 2. The story begins with a famine in Israel, a sign of disobedience and apostasy. An Israelite named Elmelech, meaning my God is king, in a desperate act, he moves from Bethlehem, which means the house of bread. We should note the irony here. As they moved to Moab, adversity continued to follow. Elmelech to Moab. Although he seeks life in that land, he and his two sons, Malin meaning sick and Chilion meaning pining, 
find only death. The deceased sons leave two more about widows. Oprah, which means stubbornness, and Ruth, which means friendship. Amalek's widow, Naomi, hears that the famine in Israel is over and decides to return home no longer as Naomi, which means pleasant, but as Myra, <coughs> bitter. She tells her daughters-in-law to remain in Moab and remarry since there was no security for an unmarried woman in those days. Oprah chooses to leave Naomi and is never mentioned again. Ruth, on the other hand, resolves to cling to Naomi and follow Yahweh, God, the God of Israel. She therefore gives up her culture, her people, and her language because of her love. <clears throat> Naomi's misfortune leads her to think that God is her enemy, but he has plans she does not yet realize. In her plight, she must let Ruth glean at the edge of a field. This is a humiliating and dangerous task because of, because of the character of many of the reapers. However, God's providential care brings her to the field of Boaz, Naomi's kinsman, Naomi's redeemer. Boaz, meaning in him his strength, begins to love, protect, and provide for her. Ruth's love is rewarded in chapters 3 and 4. Boaz takes no further steps towards marriage, so Naomi follows the accepted customs of the day and requests that Boaz exercise his right as kinsman redeemer. In Ruth 3.10, Boaz reveals why he has taken no action. He is older than Ruth, perhaps 20 years her senior, and he is not the nearest kinsman. Nevertheless, God rewards Ruth's devotion by giving her Boaz as a husband and by providing her with a son, Obed, the grandfather of David. As we look closer at the story of Ruth, we find a woman who is willing to sacrifice her pride for the good of her family's name. Boaz was 80 years old when Ruth went to the threshing floor and laid at his feet. Boaz understood what price she had paid to give honor to her late husband's name as the Torah instructed. She could have married a younger man. She probably could have chosen any man in Bethlehem, but she chose to follow after the commandment of God. It was in her heart to marry the man that was her late husband's kindred so that her firstborn son would be able to take the inheritance of the late husband. If brothers are living together and one of them dies without a son, his widow must not marry outside the family. Her husband's brother shall take her and marry her and fulfill the duty of a brother-in-law to her. Well, the first son she bears shall carry on the name of the dead brother so that his name will not be blotted out from Israel. However, if a man does not want to marry his brother's wife, she shall go to the elders of the town gate and say, my husband's brother refuses to carry on his brother's name in Israel. He will not fulfill the duty of a brother-in-law to me. Then the elders of the town will summon him and talk to him. If he persists in saying, I do not want to marry her, the brother's widow shall go up to him in the presence of the elders take off one of his sandals, split in his face, and say, this is what is done to the man who will not build up his brother's family line. That man's line shall be known in Israel as the family of the unsandaled. Deuteronomy 25.5. Wow. 
if there was no brother left alive in the family, the responsibility to marry the widow fell to the closest male relative that could afford to marry her. There was a closer redeeming kinsman than Boaz. He went to the man to see if he would do his duty by honoring the right of the widow. The first redeeming kinsman refused to honor Ruth. Boaz was the next one in line to satisfy the commandment, so he agreed to redeem her. In Ruth, we can see the removal of the sandal that legalized his transaction. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. Um, this is in Ruth 4-7, and the 80-year-old the Boaz became Ruth's redeeming kinsman. God honored her because of her obedience and her values. Ruth and Boaz were married, and their first son was called Obed. He was, one, he was none other than the father of Jesse, who was the father of King David, the man who was after God's own heart. Background. The title of the book of Ruth, the title of the book of Ruth is for its prominent character. The book is named after its heroine, Ruth. The name Ruth may be a Moabite modification of the Hebrew Ruit, meaning friendship association. The date and authorship is not clear. The author is not known. The book may have been written sometime during the reign of King David, 1011 through 971 B.C. It could not have been written before because David's name appears in 417 and 20, in chapter 4, verse 17 and 22. It may have been written before the time of Solomon, David's successor on the throne, since Solomon's name is not included in the genealogy, Ruth 4, 18 to 22. And it's very likely that the author was a contemporary of David. Ruth's place in the Canaan is chronological. The book of Ruth follows Judges, the Protestant canon. It is placed there to fit the chronological sequence. In the Hebrew Bible, it appears in the third division, the writings of the threshold Canaan under the group of the five megalith books which are Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastics, and Esther. These books are read by the Jewish people at annual feasts or holidays of the Jewish calendar. The harvest field setting of Ruth makes it an appropriate liturgy for the harvest festival at the time of Pentecost. There is historical significance in Ruth in the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth describes events in the life of an Israelite family during the time of the Judges, Ruth 1.1. About 1375 to 1050 B.C., geographically, the setting of the first 18 verses in the land of Moab, east of the Dead Sea, the remainder of the book is located near Bethlehem of Judah. The book of Ruth became one of the five scrolls of the third part of the Hebrew Bible. The Hagiographa, holy writings, each of which was read publicly at one of the annual Jewish feasts. Since the central drama, drama of Ruth occurred at harvest time, the book was customarily read at the harvest festival, Pentecost. Since the book traces Ruth 
descendants no further than King David. It was most likely written during David's reign. The book's author is no way identified in scripture through Jewish tradition, the Talmud, though Jewish tradition, the Talmud attributes authorship to Samuel. The main purposes of the book of Ruth. There are four main purposes for the book of Ruth. It is important because of genealogy. The book introduces a few of the ancestors of David, the royal lineage, lineage of Christ, the Messiah. Prominent is the inclusion of a non-Israelite person, Ruth, the Moabites, in this line. It is important because of typology. The kinsman redeemer Boaz is the prominent messianic type. Ruth then is the type of the church, the bride of Christ. Some Bible students view Naomi as a prominent type of Israel. Other types may be seen in the book. <clears throat> so one, it's genealogy is, an, is key. Um, two, the typology, which is the kinsman redeemer, Boaz, is the prominent messianic type. Okay. Three, it is important because of theology. Underlying the entire book is what is its revelation of the character and ways of God. The book of Ruth shows God's providence, his sovereignty, his grace, his holiness, his salvation invitation. And number four, it is important because of history. As noted earlier, the book describes a few intimate experiences of a godly family of Bethlehem during the period of the judges. The prominent subject, there are four main characters. The main characters in the book of Ruth are Naomi, considered the pleasant one, who is the Hebrew mother. She is a Jew, Jewish, Bethlehem Jewish, the wife of Elmerich, the mother of two sons, Naomi and Chilin. The second main character is Oprah. So the main characters are... And the main character is Naomi. The second one is Oprah. She's the wife and then the widow of Chilin. Okay. Chilion, rather, not Chilin. Finally, there is Boaz, whose name means in him is strength, a wealthy Bethlehemite who is a distant relative of Malan and who married Ruth. So the four main characters are Naomi, um, Ruth, and uh, main characters Naomi, and then the mother of the two sons she was okay. And the second main character is Oprah, who is the wife and widow of children, and then there's Boaz. And then there's Ruth. Okay. All right. The Kinsman Redeemer is prominent in this book uh, because the two key words, <clears throat> excuse me, of the story are Kinsman and Redeemer, which have given Boaz the classic title, Kinsman Redeemer. The word Kinsman means one who redeems. The Hebrew word, he, Goel, G O E, now, basically means one who redeems in the setting of Ruth. It refers to the man male 
relative of a deceased man who had the right and the duty to buy back or redeem the land which had been sold to another family. When Naomi returned from Moab, she sold her deceased husband's property, probably under pressure of poverty. It was necessary for the redeem, to redeem the land in order to keep it in the family name by buying it back. However, Goel would not come into possession of the land himself, but would hold it in trust for his son by Ruth. The child would inherit the name and patrimony of Malan, Ruth's first husband. In this connection, it should be noticed that it was Naomi who had prior claim upon the Goel, but the surrender but she surrendered it in favor of Ruth. As it turned out, the nearest kinsman wanted the land in Ruth 4-4, but not Ruth, and so he would not gain by the transaction. Boaz wanted Ruth, not the land, and had the money to transact the business. Read the other scriptures that refer to a kinsman and his right to redeem. Boaz acted as redeemer. In view of the above description, it may now be seen why Boaz was called the kinsman redeemer. The two words are essentially synonymous, but the word redeemer is added since our English word kinsman usually suggests only the idea of a family relationship. Notice the seven occurrences of the word redeem in chapter four. It is translated from the same Hebrew root as goel, G-O-L-E-L. There are messianic types in Ruth. Since we now have the New Testament with its fulfillment of types in Christ, it is usually not too difficult to identify types which reside in various persons, things, and events of Old Testament history. In the study of types, one should always be careful to distinguish between the symbolic and the actual. Many lessons can be found in the typological pictures of Christ in the Old Testament. There is rich underlying typology in the book of Ruth. The major groups are Ruth represents the church, the body of believers. Uh, Ruth lost condition in chapter one. The thing, okay. Uh, Ruth lost condition in chapter one to her salvation in the later chapters. The man of God suggests an outline. The choice of faith is in chapters 1 and 2. The venture of faith is in chapter 3. And the reward of faith is in chapter 4. Boaz represents Christ, the kinsman redeemer. It has been said that uh, the book of Ruth is one of the most instructive in the Old Testament with its typology showing the work of meditation by the Lord, you know, mediation by the Lord Jesus Listed here are some of the qualifications and functions of the redeemer. He must be of the uh, kinsman. He must be a blood relative. He must have the money to purchase the forfeited inheritance. He must be willing to buy back the forfeited inheritance. He must be willing to marry the wife of the deceased kinsman. The genealogy of the Messiah is important in Luke. The concluding verses, verses 4, 17 to 22 of the book of Ruth, are very significant. One man commented, the reader is here constrained to face the vital matter that is behind the story, namely the genealogy of the Messiah, for every Israelite knew that the Messiah was to swim from David. Ruth, the Moabite, is seen no longer as the courageous stranger who came to Bethlehem, but as the woman whose great love for Naomi and devotion to Naomi's God. 
put her into the direct line of the Messiah. The key words <clears throat> in verses, three key words of Ruth are rest, redeem, and kinsmen. Read Ruth 1, verse 9 and 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 14, which are also suggested as key verses. Special features of the book of Ruth. Six major features char- characterize the book of Ruth. One, it is one of two books named after a woman, the other being Esther. Two, it is written against the dark backdrop of Israel's unfaithfulness and apostasy during the period of the judges. This book describes the joys and sorrows of a godly family in Bethlehem during those chaotic times. Three, it illustrates that God's plan of redemption included Gentiles who during Old Testament times were grafted into the commonwealth of Israel upon repentance and faith in the Lord. Four, redemption uh, is a central theme throughout the book with the kinsman and redeemer role of Boaz being one of the clearest Old Testament illustrations or types of Jesus' role as mediator on our behalf. Five, it is the most recognized verse in the book, the most, excuse me, the most recognized verse in the book is Ruth's words to Naomi while still in Moab. She says, where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Ruth 1, 1, 16, Ruth 1, 16. The book of Ruth gives a realistic portrait of life with its struggles and tragedies, yet it describes how the faith and faithfulness of godly people enabled God to turn tragedy into triumph and defeat into redemption. The New Testament fulfillment. There are four New Testament truths that are illustrated in the book. One, human adversity becomes God's opportunity for advancing his great redemptive purpose. And that's in Philippines, Philip uh, 1, verse 12. Ruth's inclusion in redemption demonstrates that participation in God's kingdom is not by physical descent, but by conforming one's life to God's will through the obedience that comes from faith. Romans 1, 5. Ruth's place in the ancestry of David and Jesus, Matthew 1, 5, signifies that people of all nations will be represented in the kingdom of the great son of David, Revelation 5, 9. Boaz, as the kinsman redeemer, is a type of great redeemer, Jesus Christ, Matthew 20, verse 28, and Ruth 4, verse 10. And that is... The Book of Ruth, the outline. Any questions? <laughs> oh, I'm not answering the call here. Okay. The key word in the Book of Ruth is Ruth. All right, the kinsman redeemer, restoration con. The kinsman redeemer. Let's. So that's good. Okay. Ruth was known for two virtues. Was it generosity? Was it was it honesty or uh, modesty? Generosity, loyalty. I'm going to say, uh, and modesty. 
in those built in modesty yet. Who was the son of Ruth and Boaz who became the grandfather of David? Obed, Elmelech, Obed, Samuel, or Jesse? Oh, gosh, I think that was Obed. Obed is correct. Okay. The book of Ruth is classified under the group of prophets, megalove, history, or Nephilim. Uh, the book of Ruth is classified under the group of prophets, megalove, history, or Nephilim. I'm going to say history. Nope. The book of Ruth is classified. And it's not history. I was going to say it's, it's not prophets. So um must be this M word, yeah, megalove. Let's take one minute and see what is megalove. I remember seeing that. The Book of Ruth is classified under the group of megalove, and that's M E G M E G I L L O T H definition. A lengthy, detailed explanation or account. Just give me the facts, not the whole megawatt. Okay, the five scrolls or the five megawatts are parts of the writings, the third major section of the Hebrew Bible. Oh, okay. Okay. So the book of Ruth is classified under the group of megawatts in the Hebrew Bible. What is the reason for including the book of Ruth in the Bible? The book of Ruth contains an inspiring love story. The book contains the genealogy of the Messiah. The relationship between Naomi and Ruth is a good example for women and mother-in-laws to follow. (laughs) What is the reason for including the book of Ruth in the Bible? Choose one answer. The Book of Ruth contains an inspiring love story. The book contains the genealogy of the Messiah. Or the relationship between Naomi and Ruth is a good example for women and mother-in-laws to follow. I'm going to go with the book contains the genealogy of the Messiah. And that is correct. Okay. Okay. Which one is or are major features that exemplify the Book of Ruth? All right, which one of these are major features that exemplify the book of Ruth? Choose one or more answers, so it could be more than one. It is one of the books in the Bible named after a woman. Yes, that is one of the major features. All right, it describes joy and sorrows of a godly family during the period of Israel's unfaithfulness. Yes. It demonstrates that God's plan of redemption includes the Gentiles through repentance and faith in the Lord. I don't know about what they didn't repent. Oops, nope, so it must be that one. Let's see. It is one of the books in the Bible named after one. That's definitely a major feature. It describes joy and sorrows of a godly family during the period of Israel's unfaithfulness. And then it must be this. It demonstrates that God's plan of redemption includes the Gentiles. Okay. Which one is or are major features that exemplifies the book of Ruth? 
Michael Majusicu was in one of the books in the Bible named after a woman. Okay. It describes joys and sorrows of a godly family during the period of Israelites' unfaithfulness. That's definitely... I mean, I gotta, it's more than one, so I've got to figure out. It demonstrates that God's plan of redemption includes the Gentiles through repentance and faith in the Lord. Uh, it is one of the books in the Bible named after a woman. I definitely thought that was it. What am I missing? Let's see. It is one of the books that demonstrates that God's plan of redemption includes the Gentiles. Please check one or more answers. I know it can't be no answer. Okay, it describes joys and sorrows of a godly family. It is one of the books in the Bible named after a woman. No, Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. It was all three. Uh, it describes the joys and sorrows. All right. The major features of the book of Ruth. It describes joys and sorrows of a godly family during the period of Israel's unfaithfulness. It demonstrates that God's plan of redemption includes the Gentiles through repentance and faith in the Lord. And it is one of the books in the Bible named after a woman. Those are the main features. Okay, Boaz, as the kinsman redeemer, is a type of the great redeemer, Jesus Christ. True or false? I'm going to say true. Okay, true is correct, yes. Oh, okay, that's it. Okay, that's, that's it. Uh, okay, that's it. God, we thank you for the book of Ruth and... Uh, knowledge and information on uh, faithfulness and um, let me just uh, summarize this. Okay. Excuse me. Summary of the um, Book of Ruth. Let's take a look here. Okay. All right. This, uh, the Book of Ruth, is a story about a Jewish family that had a problem uh, with famine. It was hit in Bethlehem, and it forced Elimelech and his wife Naomi to move east to Moab with the two sons to get some food. There they set up shop, eat some food, and live for about 10 years. The sons married two local girls, Ruth and Oprah. During this time, life is good, or so it seems. One by one, Emelech and his two sons die. This leaves Naomi, Ruth, and Oprah manless and in need of help. Naomi decides to head back to Bethlehem. She said 10 years is enough. And her daughter-in-law, and her daughter-in-law packs uh, 
the, the luggage and joins her. Naomi begs the girls to stay behind while Oprah is convinced and hightails it back to Moab. Ruth pledges her devotion to Naomi, forsaking her religion and her people to become part of Naomi's life. Ruth's, Ruth's determination pays off, and Naomi lets her come with her. What is this? All right. In Bethlehem, things are not good for the ladies. Naomi is feeling down and out, and Ruth is reduced to gleaning in the barrel of in the field. There, Ruth happens to run into a well-known rich man named Boaz, who instantly takes a liking to her and offers her all kinds of sweet privileges. Boaz also happens to be a relative of Naomi's late husband, which is very important since Boaz would have an obligation to marry Ruth and provide for her as family. When Naomi hears about Boaz and what a stand-up guy he is, she hatches a plan for Ruth to get him as a husband. She tells her daughter-in-law to visit Boaz at night in secret and lie at his feet. Ruth does what her mother-in-law acts, and Boaz is pleasantly surprised to see the cute girl from the fields interested in him. He tells Ruth that he would love to marry her, but that there's another relative with even closer ties to her in-laws, Boaz sets out to meet the guy and everyone is left to hold his or her breath while we wait to find out who Ruth will end up with. As it turns out, this random relative is interested in buying some land that Naomi has, but he's much less interested in taking her daughter-in-law as his wife. So a deal is made. The other guy renounces his claim on Ruth and Boaz is free to marry her. The wedding bells start ringing and everyone is happy. When Ruth and Boaz have a son, which makes Naomi happy. The woman in town named the baby Obed, and surprise, he goes to be the grandfather of King David. And that was basically the happy ending. That's the summary of the story of the Book of Ruth. That's a beautiful love.